Here back, back again for Sounds Like Radio, your favorite show. Yeah, we couldn't stay away that long, and we just had to come back. Well, we do it every week. Today we've got a great Gildersleeve show and, of course, some fantastic music. And a little later today, we are going to have our own little mini salute to Astro Gilberto. We'll talk about that a little later. But in the meantime, we've got a great Gildersleeve show from May 9th of 1951. In this program, Marjorie and Bronco are about to celebrate their first anniversary. Yes, they want to celebrate their first anniversary, but they want to do it by themselves. They want to, they want to go off into some corner somewhere and celebrate it just with Bronco and Marjorie all by themselves. A nice little private celebration. They want to renew their vows and go to the Reverend and have them renew their vows. Well, this might sound like a good idea to you and to me, maybe, but to the great Gildersleeve, it's just not enough. <laughs> oh, no. Gildersleeve has different ideas. We're going to find out what those ideas are, but if Bronco were to renew his vows with little Marjorie. Well, I think Bronco, after the ceremony, would say, There, I've said it again. Here's Vaughn Monroe.
Yes, indeed. The great Vaughn Monroe in stereo. Yes, the great Vaughn Monroe from his stereo album that he recorded in the 1950s called Vaughn Monroe, His Greatest Hits in Stereo. Yeah, he re-recorded his songs that he made famous in the 1950s in that beautiful stereo sound, and I love it. Yeah, Vaughn Monroe, that was my grandmother's favorite singer. I, uh, I wonder if she ever got to hear the stereo version of Vaughn's hits. Uh, probably not. If she did, she didn't keep the album because I never saw it when I went over to her house, so I guess she never did get to hear that stereo version. Too bad she ain't around now. I'd be happy to play it for her, and she'd be in seventh heaven. <laughs> well, uh, uh, she's in heaven now, but she'd be really in heaven if she could hear Vaughn singing in stereo. Who knows? Maybe she is listening now. Well, friends, yeah, uh, so Marjorie and Bronco, they're going to get their uh, wedding vows renewed, and when they do, Bronco says... There, I've said it again. And you know what uh, little Marjorie she's going to say? She's going to say, I don't want to walk without you. <laughs> sort of like Joni Summers. Here she is now. Joni, take it away. Joni. She don't want to walk without you. Yeah. She's talking to Bronco. I hope. Yeah. Uh, Joni Summers, I don't want to walk without you. You know, Bronco and, and Marjorie, they're having their vows renewed. Why? Because it's their very first anniversary. Yes. I wonder if Marjorie and Bronco will hold each other tight and dance to 
Al Jolson singing the anniversary song. This is a perfect song when you're having an anniversary, especially a wedding anniversary. Here is Al Jolson in stereo. Oh, how we danced on the night we were wed, we vowed our true love, though a word wasn't said, the world was in bloom, there were stars in the skies, except for the few that were there in your eyes. Dear as I held you close in my arms, angels were singing a hymn to your charms, to hearts gently beating, murmuring low. Darling, I love you so. The night seemed to fade into blossoming dawn. The sun shone anew, but the dance lingered on. Could we but recall that sweet moment sublime, we'd find that our love is unaltered by time. The great Al Jolson here on Sounds Like Radio. Ah, isn't that a perfect song for an anniversary? I mean, uh, you just naturally think of that song when it's anniversary time. Well, I suppose it's Great Gildersleeve time right now. Let's listen to this May 9th, 1951 Great Gildersleeve where Marjorie and Bronco celebrate their first anniversary. The Kraft Foods Company presents Willard Waterman as the Great Gildersleeve. The Great Gildersleeve is brought to you by the Kraft Foods Company. In just a moment, the Great Gildersleeve. But first... 
Here's important news for you from the makers of Kraft Quality Foods. Tonight, we're making the first announcement on this program of a wonderful new product brought to you by Kraft. Yes, a brand new member of the Kraft family of fine foods. At this point, we're not even going to tell you what the new product is. We're saving that for our next announcement. But be sure to keep tuned to this program. Listen for the big news from Kraft in just a few minutes. Now, the Great Gildersleeve. Let's see what's going on in Summerfield. I don't know about the rest of the town, but things are pretty quiet in the water department this afternoon. Our worthy water commissioner has dismissed his secretary for the day, and with feet comfortably propped on his office desk, he's engrossed in the page of the Summerfield Indicator, the society page, no less. Yeah. Orkney, Pilhauser nuptials announced. Who cares about that? Bessie Clooney weds Oren Stack in double ring ceremony. Yeah. She'll have a ring on him, all right, right in his nose. Well, here it is. Marjorie and Walter J. Thompson to celebrate first wedding anniversary tomorrow. Let's see if they gave the kids a good write-up. Marjorie is the niece of Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve, popular Summerfield Water Commissioner. What a fine little newspaper. (laughs) Walter Thompson, known to his friends as Bronco, is the... Anybody in? Oh, come in, Judge. The commissioner reading a newspaper. Financial page, no doubt. What are you looking for, Gildy? Watered stock? (laughs) (laughs) Someday that old goat's going to lay an egg. What was that, Gildy? Yeah, I said, uh, take off your coat and rest your legs. Well, thank you. Yeah, I was just reading in the indicator about Marjorie and Bronco. You know, they're celebrating their first wedding anniversary tomorrow. I know, Gilday. That's why I stopped in. I brought a little gift for you to take home to the children. Well, nice. I made it myself. You did? Salt and pepper shakers. I read in a magazine how to make them out of two spools. Well, that's very thoughtful of you. Marjorie and Bronco will appreciate it. Just imagine. They've been married a whole year. How time flies. Yeah. Seems only yesterday I was driving Marjorie to the church. And what a happy marriage it has been. Over the turbulent sea of matrimony, their little ship has sailed steady and true. Judge. Undaunted by wind and wave. Judge. Guided always toward the rainbow by the shining light of the love in their hearts. Judge, what's the matter? I brought myself to tears. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Of course, Marjorie and Bronco are happy, Judge. They've done very well in their first year of married life. Indeed they have. And I'll tell you why they've gotten along so well. I can take some of the credit for that myself. Oh? You bet. They've been happy simply because I never meddle in their affairs. They live in my house, but I let them live their own lives. I never tell them what to do. You're very wise, Gilda. Well, so are you, Judge. My policy with Marjorie and Bronco is strictly hands-off. I mind my own business. Yes, sir. A most commendable attitude. Four o'clock. Excuse me, Judge. I've got to get home. What's your hurry, Gilda? Yeah, I've got to help Bronco and Marjorie with their plans for tomorrow. First anniversary. I thought you didn't meddle in their affairs. Well, this isn't meddling. It's helping. They've never had a wedding anniversary before. Have you? Never mind. (laughs) 
That's a swell idea for tomorrow, Marge. It'll be like having our wedding all over again. Only with no people. There'll be just you and I, Bronco and the minister. I know Mr. Foley will open the church for us. Sure. It'll be our day all to ourselves. Where should we go? Oh, I don't care, Marge. As long as you're with me. Hello, everybody. I'm home. Is that Unky? Marjorie. Bronco. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, you're home early, Uncle Mort. What happened? Eh, nothing. I simply closed up the office. Tomorrow's the big day, kiddies. Lots of things to do. Big story in the paper about your anniversary. I bought ten copies. Marge has a great idea, Mr. Gildersleeve. Bronco and I are going to be married all over again, Unky. Married again? Isn't once enough? <laughs> it's a sentimental thing, Mr. Gildersleeve. Lots of people do it, Unky. We're going to reaffirm our marriage vows. We'll have the church all to ourselves. There'll only be the minister. Well, say, bride, George, that's a great idea. A whole wedding. Just like the first one. But without the people. Oh, you have to have people at a wedding. Even an anniversary wedding. That's the best part of it. But, Unky, we were planning... Everybody will come and bring presents. Yeah, I'll wear my tuxedo. We'll have it right here in the living room, and we'll have a big party afterwards. But, Mr. Gildersleeve... I'll get ice cream tonight from Peavy's. Bertie will bake the wedding cake, and we'll put one candle on it. But, Unky... No, don't you kiddies worry about a thing. I'll handle all the details. There isn't much time, but I'll manage it. Uncle Moore... Yeah, I wonder if there's time to get a story in the paper. You have to get Bertie started on the cake... Invite the guests. It's a lucky thing for the kids. I'm an executive. I can make things hum. Where's Leroy? Leroy! Leroy! I'm coming! Well, hurry up. I've been looking all over the neighborhood for you. What happened? What's the rush? we got a lot of things to do, and you've got to help. Marjorie and Bronco's anniversary tomorrow. Oh, for corn's sake. They've been married one year. Big deal. Well, this is a big deal. We're going to have a wedding at the house. Who's getting married? Marjorie and Bronco. Again? Holy cow, is that the way marriage is? You have to renew it every year like a magazine subscription? (laughs) This is a sentimental thing. It's a beautiful idea. They're going through the ceremony again to reaffirm their vows. What? <laughs> yeah, never mind. Get a move on. We have very little time. This is the daffiest idea I ever heard of. What do I have to do? Yeah, first of all, I want you to run down to the cleaners with my tuxedo. Have it steamed and pressed. And on the way back, stop in at your piano teacher's. Tell her instead of giving you a lesson tomorrow, we'd like to have her play the wedding march. And then get to Floyd's Barbershop fast and get a haircut. Have you got that? March the tuxedo, steam the piano teacher, take Floyd to the cleaners. <laughs> Give Leroy my tuxedo, will you? Your tuxedo? It ain't gonna fit him. Well, he's taking it to the cleaners, Bertie, to have it pressed. Yeah, I'm in a big hurry. You going out tonight, Mr. Gilsley? No, Bertie, this is for tomorrow, the wedding. Wedding? Where? Here. Here? Bertie, please, don't stand in the doorway. I have to telephone. Invite the guests. Call the minister. Yes, sir. Wedding? Here? Tomorrow? You better call the minister first. George, it's a good thing I'm here to do these things for the kiddies. Takes an older head to get things organized. Yeah, I'm phoning, Bertie. Very busy. What is it? I'm not hearing so good lately. Did you say we're going to have a wedding tomorrow? Yes, Bertie. Anybody we know? Yeah, of course. Marjorie and Bronco. Oh, 
Miss Marge and... Who? Really, I'll explain later. Yes. Hello? You Reverend Foley? Yes. This is Throckmorton B. Gildersleeve. How are you, Mr. Gildersleeve? You're fine. Very well, thank you. Reverend Foley, are you busy tomorrow in the afternoon, about 2 o'clock? No, I don't believe so. Why do you ask, Mr. Gildersleeve? Well, you know my niece, Marjorie, and her husband. Yes, I married them just about a year ago. Yeah, that's right. Well, they have a lovely idea. They'd like to be married again tomorrow on their anniversary to reaffirm their vows. That's a nice thought. I'll be glad to repeat the ceremony. Where is it being held, Mr. Gildersleeve? Anki. Excuse me, Reverend. You are this is Marjorie. You mustn't do all this, Uncle Moore. You know what I want to, my dear. Just leave everything to me. Oh, I know, but... Hello, Reverend Foley. Is this Gildersleeve again? Yes. Uh, thank you for offering your services. The ceremony will be here at my house, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. I'll be there. Fine. Goodbye, Reverend. Goodbye. Well, I've got the wheels turning now. Really, Uncle Mort, Bronco and I had planned... Well, now you don't have to plan. I've taken over all the arrangements. I have broad shoulders. Yes, but... It's nothing. Happy to do it. After all, I'm your uncle. The least I can do on your first wedding anniversary. Oh, the twins are waking up. I'll get them, Miss Marjorie. Never mind, Bertie. I'll take care of them. There, now, little darling. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> Let me see. I have to make out a list of the guests. I don't know. Mr. Gillsleeve. Yeah, what is it, Bertie? I could have sworn you said Miss Marjorie and Mr. Bronco are going to get married tomorrow. Well, that's exactly what I said, Bertie. It's their first anniversary. And they're going through the ceremony again, just for sentimental reasons. Oh, well, that's the nicest thing I ever heard. It's partly my idea. Yeah, I'm making all the arrangements. We going to the church just like before? No, it's going to be here at the house. There'll be guests and a minister, the wedding march, the whole thing. Land alive. And we'll need a wedding cake and extra plates and more chairs. Oh, you leave it to Bertie. I'll take care of everything. <laughs> we're going to have a wedding right here now. Oh, boy, we're going to have a wedding. <laughs> Good old Bertie. She'll go all out. Hey, Leroy, haven't you gone yet? Well, that's the way it's supposed to be. Leave that shirt alone. Miss Gilsley, you want chocolate cake or angel cake? It's a wedding, Bertie. Angel cake. Don't you want the shirt fresh? No, Leroy, just take the suit. Uh, Mr. Gildersleeve. Huh? Oh, oh, Bronco. Yeah, I'm so busy getting things organized for tomorrow, I didn't see you. You want me to pick up the ice cream, Miss Gildersleeve? No, yeah, I'll get the ice cream, Bertie. Mr. Gildersleeve. You can shine them when you come back. Oh, me? <laughs> How many people coming to the wedding, Miss Gildersleeve? Oh, 30 or 40. 30 or 40? You certainly, my dear. The more, the merrier. Mr. Gildersleeve, Marge and I have served... Well, if you want more, just give me the names. We'll put chairs out on the lawn, open the front window so they can hear. Unky, you don't... Now, Marge, you're not imposing on me. Organizing things is my business. This is going to be a beautiful wedding anniversary. Probably even bigger than your first one. Gildersleeve, I don't know how you do it, but you just have a way of making people happy. The Great Gildersleeve returns in just a moment. 
And now, here's the news we promised you. Big news from Kraft. It's our first announcement on this program of a wonderful new salad oil. Kraft salad oil. The first salad oil ever offered for your home use by the makers of all those wonderful Kraft-prepared salad dressings. Now, you know that there are some salad dressings that no one else makes quite like you. You know, too, that many of your prized cooking and baking recipes call for liquid shortening. You also know that for best results, you must use only the best ingredients. And that's why the introduction of Kraft Salad Oil is the most exciting kitchen news in years. For Kraft Salad Oil is more than just a new oil. It's a new kind of oil. It's fresh and pure as summer sunshine. Lighter bodied, too. Because Kraft Salad Oil is not just refined, it's superfined. It's produced by a special new superfining process created by Kraft. Because it's lighter-bodied, it blends quickly and perfectly with other ingredients in your salad dressings, adds crusty tenderness to things you fry, heavenly fluffiness and moistness to things you bake. Yes, you'll put new magic into your finest recipes with new superfined Kraft salad oil. Try it tomorrow, won't you? Look for the bottle with the beautiful label. Get Kraft salad oil at your grocer's. Great Gildersleeve is a man of action. When Marjorie and Bronco mentioned the idea of repeating the marriage ceremony on their first wedding anniversary, the great man stepped in and took over. The plan now is for a huge wedding and anniversary party at the water commissioner's house tomorrow. Uh, how do Marjorie and Bronco feel about all this? Well, it's not what they had in mind. Yeah, Gildersleeve, you've got things running like clockwork. Cake in the oven? Guests invited? Tuxedo at the cleaners? I hope. All I have to do now is stop into Peavy's, order the ice cream, and everything will be all set. Hello, Peavy. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. (laughs) What can I do for you this evening? Oh, plenty, Peavy. I want about a gallon of ice cream. A gallon? You want to take it along or eat it here? (laughs) I'm not going to eat it anyplace, Peavy. This is for the wedding party tomorrow, at my house. Wedding? At your house? You bet. Your line was busy, so I called Mrs. Peavy. You're both invited. Whose wedding is it, Mr. Gildersleeve? Bronco and Marjorie. I thought it'd be a fine idea if they celebrated their first anniversary by going through the ceremony again. Minister and everything. My, my. It's a sweet, sentimental idea. Why, I'll bet you'd like to do it yourself, Peavy. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Oh, when you see the wedding party tomorrow A whole house full of people Cake, wedding march This is going to be the high point of the social season And I'm arranging it Uh, Marjorie and Bronco like the idea, do they? Like the idea? Why, of course they do Naturally, they're holding back a little Don't want to impose on me I can tell you they're both tickled to death that I'm doing it What made you ask, Petey? Well, most married people kind of like to get away on their anniversary. I know Mrs. Peavy and I do. You do? On our last anniversary, Mrs. Peavy went to Omaha and I went to Kansas City. (laughs) Fine anniversary. Yes, it was. (laughs) Funny thing, we... 
We were glad to see each other when we got back. It surprised both of us. <laughs> well, this is different, Petey. Our family likes to stay together. We like friends. The house will be jumping tomorrow. All right. Mrs. Peavy and I'll be there. Fine, Peavy. We'll just sit while you jump. <laughs> uh, see you tomorrow, Peavy. Marjorie! Bronco! It's all set. Everything's arranged. You know, my dear, don't say I shouldn't have done it. This was my idea. You now know. hold still and let me talk. You haven't let me say a word since you started all this. Well, you know, you don't have to thank me. Uncle Mort, Bronco and I appreciate what you're trying to do for our anniversary, and I hate to spoil it all, but we don't want a party. Marjorie, of course you do. No, I don't. Neither does Bronco. We were going to the church, just the two of us, and then have a quiet day all to ourselves. You're Marjorie. No, Uncle. I'm sorry you got yourself into this. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. But now I'm saying no big wedding here at the house. But... No big party. But... Absolutely no, and that's final. She means it. <laughs> oh, brother. Now I'll have to call the whole thing off. You're so suppressed, Doc. I got a haircut and I talked to my piano teacher. It's okay for the wedding march. Yeah, you better go back and tell your piano teacher it's all off. What? Yeah. Margie put her foot down. No wedding party. I can cancel the piano teacher, but I got a haircut for nothing. <laughs> yeah, that's life, my boy. Now I have to call Reverend Foley and tell him it's all off. I hate women. Hello? Reverend Foley? Yes? This is Gildersleeve again. Yes, Mr. Gildersleeve? Bad news, Reverend. Marjorie and Bronco changed their plans. I guess we won't need you tomorrow. Oh, well, I'm sorry. They'll probably stop by the church for the ceremony. They want to be alone. I understand, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, thank you. Goodbye, Reverend. Goodbye. Yeah, darn kids, anyway. What's the matter, Mr. Gildersleeve? Leroy says you're down here crying. Yeah, I'm not crying. Look, Mr. Gildersleeve... If you've made all these plans, I think we should go through with them. You think we should... What's this? Marge is a little upset, but she'll be all right. You go ahead and plan the ceremony and the party. Well, sure. Rocco, you have a level head on your shoulders. Well, I know Marge, Mr. Gildersleeve. Yeah, of course you do. Leroy! Yeah! Don't cancel the piano, teacher. The party's on again. Oh, brother! <laughs> <laughs> you go up and talk to Marjorie Bronco. I'll call Reverend Foley. Sure. It's going to be all right. Sure. Hello. Reverend Foley? Yes? Gildersleeve again. Hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. Good news, Reverend Foley. Oh? Yes, the children changed their minds again. The ceremony and wedding party will be here as scheduled, 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. Are you sure? Oh, yes. I just got the word. See you tomorrow, Reverend Foley. Very well. Goodbye. Oh, what a relief. Good old Bronco. And Marge will enjoy it. She likes people. Uncle Mort. Huh? Now, Marge, Mr. Gildersleeve was only trying to help. This is our anniversary, Unky. We don't want a big crowd of people. You and Marjorie Bronco said... Your uncle's gone to all this trouble, Marge. Excited you on, Bronco. Mine or Uncle Mort. Oh, boy, it's a battle. 
<laughs> you keep out of this. After all, Marge, it won't be so bad. I don't want an anniversary that isn't so bad. We've been planning on this, just you and I. No, Margie, listen. You keep out of this. <laughs> That's telling them, Marge. Yeah, but Marge... You go on, have your party. As for you, Bronco Thompson, you and the minister can just stand there and wait. I'm not going to marry you. What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I guess I said the wrong thing. They've been married a year. It's their first anniversary, and now she isn't going to marry him. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> Run along, Leroy. You too, Bronco. Oh. Hello? Reverend Foley? Yes? This is Gildersleeve again. Marjorie could have taken a walk with me. Moon's coming up. They might have smoothed everything over. Well, maybe they'd patch up their differences while I was out. They couldn't still be mad at each other. Yeah, I wonder. Marjorie! Bronco! No answer. Hey, Unc, have you seen Marge and Bronco? Aren't they here? Heck no. Bertie's taking care of the twins. Bronco stormed out and pretty soon old Marge went out. They just disappeared. Well... They'll be back. You uh, go read a book or something. What an uproar. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I think I'll lie down on the couch. <laughs> Gildersleeve, you're a meddler. You and your big ideas. You've probably broken up their whole marriage. Both gone, not speaking to each other. And the day before their wedding anniversary? Gildersleeve, I hate you. <laughs> they started out so happily. Just a year ago. I'll never forget. What a beautiful wedding. Wilt thou have this woman to thy wedded wife to live together after God's ordinance in the holy state of matrimony? Wilt thou love her, comfort her, Honor and keep her in sickness and in health. And forsaking all others, keep thee only unto her, so long as ye both shall live. I will. Marjorie, wilt thou have this man to thy wedded husband, to live together after God's ordinance in the holy state of matrimony? Wilt thou love him, comfort him, honor and keep him in sickness and in health. And forsaking all others, keep thee only unto him, so long as ye both shall live. I will. Yeah, just a year ago, what have I done? For as much as Walter and Marjorie have consented together in holy wedlock and have witnessed the same, 
Where's that? Telephone in church. Who's ringing that? Telephone, Archie! Yeah, what happened? Yeah, I must have dreamed. You're getting the phone, Bertie. I got it. Excuse me, Beth, then. Dad? Oh, really? Sure, I'll tell him. Happy anniversary. Goodbye. Who was that, Bertie? Marjorie, where is she? She and Mr. Bronco are over at Reverend Foley's house. Reverend Foley? They said their love for you. They'll be home tomorrow. Oh, what a relief. Why did they dash out of the house while I was gone? Well, that was the only thing to do, Mr. Gillsleeve, with all the outside help they was getting. You know what they did? Oh, what, Bertie? They eloped. Eloped? Well, good for them. Oop. They're the twins. Heat the milk. Man the bottles. Oh, what a fine first anniversary. The Great Gildersleeve will be right back. Don't forget marvelous new Kraft salad oil. First salad oil for home use ever offered by Kraft is on sale now at your grocer. Nothing, Leroy. Marjorie and Bronco just decided it'd be fun to elope, that's all. It was their own idea. All I did was act as a... As a what's the word for it? Big pest? <laughs> no. I only did what I thought was right. And I'll tell you this, my boy. From now on, I'm going to say absolutely nothing. I'm going to be as tight-mouthed as a clam. Good for you, Hunk. Oh, somebody at the door. Yeah, I'll get it, Leroy. Morning, Gilda. Well, good morning, Judge. I stopped by, Gilda, to wish Marjorie and Bronco a happy first anniversary. Oh, thank you, Judge. But the kiddies aren't here. They eloped last night. Eloped? How romantic. Who ever thought of that? Well, in a way, it was my idea. <laughs> Your idea? You well. Gonna say absolutely nothing. Gonna be tight-lipped as a clam. Big deal. Leroy. Great Gildersleeve is played by Willard Waterman. The show is written by Paul West, John Elliott, and Andy White, with music by Robert Armbruster. Included in the cast are Walter Tetley, Mary Lee Robb, Lillian Randolph, Dick Crenna, Joe Forte, Lee Keel, Earl Ross, and Dick Legrand. This is John Easton saying goodnight for the Kraft Foods Company, makers of the famous line of Kraft quality food products. Be sure to listen in next Wednesday and every Wednesday for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. What's the difference between a sandwich that's really super and one that's merely good? Here's the answer, Kraft's prepared mustard. For when you add a little mustard to cold meats or cheese, you add a lot of tang. Hidden flavors pop right out. Every bite tastes better. There are two kinds of Kraft mustard, you know. Kraft salad mustard, mild and delicately spiced, and Kraft mustard with snappy horseradish added. Have both on hand for different tastes, different uses. With either kind, when you add a little mustard, you add a lot of tang. Get Kraft's prepared mustard. Laugh 
with your humble host. He's next on NBC. They have it, friends, from May 9th of 1951. The Great Gildersleeve with Bronco and Marjorie, the major players. Yeah, well, they did get to celebrate their wedding anniversary, even if they did have to put up with a little difficulty from The Great Gildersleeve. Well, there's another guy who I think Marjorie and Bronco should have invited to their wedding anniversary to sing a little song. I mean, we heard Al Jolson singing about the anniversary song, but wouldn't it have been nice if Marjorie and Bronco had invited Bing Crosby to their little wedding anniversary to sing the anniversary waltz. This is a beautiful song to dance to. Yeah, let's listen to Bing and let's dance. That is perfect, isn't it? The Anniversary Waltz from Bing Crosby. Yeah, and that was a stereo version, too. They 
converted the mono sound to stereo and did a pretty good job. Yeah, well, now, I told you a little earlier today we were going to salute Astro Gilberto. Now, you remember about two weeks ago, we played you an Astro Gilberto song, and I had a whole lot of trouble trying to pronounce her name. Well, I've played Astro Gilberto songs in the past at least two or three times, and uh, but I just read the very sad news yesterday. Astro Gilberto passed away. She was 83 years old. That ain't bad, is it? <laughs> Yeah, 83, and poor Astrid is no longer with us. So I thought, well, let's, since we were playing her music just recently, and well, it'll be a perfect time right now to give our special salute, a mini salute, if you will, to Astrid Gilberto. Here is Astrid's biggest hit, The Girl from Ipanina. This is the album version of that song where the husband, Jao Gilberto, starts uh, rambling his version first, but then Astrid will come in. You hear Jao behind me now, but let's wait now for Astrid to come in. This is the song Astrid made famous, The Girl from Ipanina. Do sol de Ipanema O seu balançado É mais que um poema É a coisa mais linda Que eu já vi passar Ah, por que estou tão sozinho? Ah, por que tudo é tão triste? Que não é só minha Que também passa sozinha Ah, se ela soubesse Que quando ela passa O mundo sorrindo Se enche de graça E fica mais lindo Por causa do amor
that Stan gets on the horn. something. The Artistry of Astro Gilberto. That was from the album that made Astro Gilberto a star. The album was called Gets Gilberto. Came out in 1964 on the Verve label. Well, Jow was her husband and uh, he and Stan Getz, they both got together and they needed somebody to sing the song. The vocalist they planned to have didn't make it. And so, Astrud, they, they turned to Astrud. She had never sung professionally before. They turned to her and they said, how, do you think he can do this? And she looked it over and she said, sure I can. And she did a surprisingly unique and well done job. And from there, the rest was history. Well, now, I bet you've been wondering, what did Astrud Gilberto brush her teeth with? Did she brush her teeth? Were they nice and white? Yes, indeed, they were. If you've ever seen pictures of Astrud, you've seen her beautiful white teeth. And you know how she got them so white? She brushed them with McLean's toothpaste. <laughs> From 1965, a vintage McLean's toothpaste ad with Astrud singing all about it. Here's Stan Getz and Astrid Gilberto for McLean's. It's McLean's, the toothpaste that cleans with a new kind of taste that's wild. What a taste, what a thing. When you smile, all the bells will ring. Got them white, start tonight with McLean's. Taste the difference, try new McLean's, you go. You still using that sweet kid stuff? 
Try the new toothpaste that gets teeth irresistibly white. You can actually feel the clean's whitening. Your whole mouth feels refreshed and invigorated. Get them white. Start tonight with my Yeah, and you better make sure you brush your teeth with McLean's before you go up to Astrid and say, ah, in her face. Otherwise, she just might get a little angry if she smells something other than McLean's. I found that commercial in a show I was listening to the other day. It was from 1965, the show, and they just happened to play that Astro Gilberto commercial. And I said, I've got to play that on the, on the next time we get together for a special salute here for Astro. Now, I actually recorded that commercial, and then yesterday I found out she died. So I'm playing it for you now rather than later. Well, I think the perfect song to and our little tiny mini salute to Astrud is to hear this song from her album, the Astrud Gilberto album. The very last song on the album was called All That's Left is to Say Goodbye. And unfortunately, we must say goodbye to the great Astrud Gilberto, but I guarantee you, she will be back on Sounds Like Radio. You know on Sounds Like Radio, nobody ever dies. We all live forever. On Sounds Like Radio, especially the singers. And here is Astrud saying all that is left is to say goodbye. There's no use to pretend we have come to the end. All that's left is to say goodbye. If I hold you with lies, it will show in my eyes. All that's left is to say goodbye. So, when you go, I won't stop you, but I will remember. How deep, how beautiful it was.
That's from her second album. Actually, it was her very first album, if you don't count the Stan Getz and Gel Gilberto album. Uh, that was Astrude from her first album, the Astrude Gilberto album, song called All That Is Left Is To Say Goodbye. Yeah. Well, goodbye for now, Astrude. You're a beautiful lady and a beautiful singer. And we will be bringing you back here on Sounds Like Radio. Nobody ever dies on Sounds Like Radio. Well, getting back with the theme of uh, Bronco and Marjorie. Yeah, well, now they both looked at each other on their on their wedding anniversary and they said, let's get married again. <laughs> oh, here's a great song. I've always liked this one. A country song that I heard back in the 1980s. You know, that was my favorite era for country music. Here is the great John Conley and let's get married again tell us about it john oh yeah it's good let's listen the evening was perfect you've made it that way could you tell i was happy when you asked me to stay it's been such a long time since i've been Let 
John Conley. Let's get married again. Big hit for John Conley. And, uh, yeah, big hit. And uh, one of my favorite John Conley songs. You know, just about every song John Conley put out in the 1980s became a favorite of mine. They all had a unique sound. And, uh, well, I liked them all. And that comes from the John Conley Best Hits album. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's Sounds Like Radio. You know, I had to, uh, really, I just heard about Astrid's death yesterday, so I had planned the songs, but I threw out a couple of the songs we are going to play in order to fit in our Astrid Gilberto salute. So uh, we'll get to those other songs another day. Hope you enjoyed the little bitty Astrid Gilberto salute with her singing all about McLean's. <laughs> oh, yeah. So that's how she kept that beautiful smile. <laughs> All right, friends, that'll do it for today's Sounds Like Radio. I am your humble host. We will see you again next time with more fantastic music and another great Gildersleeve episode. You know, we're playing them all just as they were originally broadcast, so you're not missing anything, friends. Till next time we get together on Sounds Like Radio, I am me saying so long for now. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>